Hello, we are Queer Cuz. My name's Elena. I use she, her pronouns, and I am pansexual. Hey guys, I'm Angelica. My pronouns are she, they. Um, I majored in ecology at UCLA, and I plan on going to vet school, and I'm here. Amazing. <laughs> Wait, should I have said that? I, I'm, I'm majoring in uh, mechanical engineering. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Dee. I use he, he pronouns. I am bisexual and biromantic. Um, and I uh, studied neuroscience and now work at a school with children. So I'm Sarah, I use she her pronouns, uh, I originally did biology when I was at university and now I am a science communicator. Um, I do bits of freelance like presenting and training and I also work on a project in a part-time job uh, where I uh, look at the number of girls going to physics and I live in the UK as you can tell by my accent. So um, we did an episode together. Uh, an hour-long episode talking about being LGBTQ and STEM and Filipino um, and you all agreed to come back for an episode two so thanks it's really great to have you here so I know that we've been chatting a little bit here and there between the episodes and uh, Dee you mentioned that you had a uh, kind of Christmas gathering party yes. I didn't really call it. yeah it was well, we, we call it sock party because uh, all of us um, celebrate a different holiday. So instead of just calling it a holiday party, we call it the Suck Party. Um, and it is a gathering with all of my uh, found family. And we would usually party at my house and then um, exchange socks. But instead, uh, we partied on Discord. And uh, a, a programmer I know uh, programmed a sock bot uh, for us to still do a white elephant. It was wild, and I have no idea how tech works. There's an example amazing. of one of the socks. Oh. You don't know what's in it. That's the point. You choose oh. the sock, and then you open it, and then you end up with uh, wild things. Uh, like this one had a um, Bowsette pin in it, three, mm. three dice, and uh, Magic the Gathering cards. Okay. So, and we also had a gay sock, uh, which was uh, fought over. Uh, many wars were fought uh, over who got to keep that sock. Uh, and uh, it found a good home. That's crazy. <laughs> That's really cool, the idea of having like a holiday tradition, uh, but the idea with found family uh, as mm. well. So because I, I think we often talk about tradition with our own families, if that makes sense of, oh, yeah, we tend to do this. We tend to eat this. So I love the fact that you have that as an, an like an annual thing. Yep. This think? is the fourth annual. OK, that's really cool. Um, so, yeah. So today we kind of wanted to delve into the idea of who supports us, um, whether that is our found family, whether there is family, friends, but just kind of where we got our support from and um, how that, so for me, how that made my coming out process a lot easier. And actually I've had a fairly positive coming out process luckily. And it is thanks to all the amazing people I know. And also just thanks to family members as well. Although 
as we've discussed um, outside of recordings, um, I haven't told most of our family members because I just can't be bothered to deal with that conversation. So it's about like, well, how do we therefore find support outside of, let's say, our, uh, our families? So for Dee, you have um, you have a found family. Uh, for Angelica and Lena, where do your sources of support come from? Um, so luckily, I had really good roommates in throughout college. Um, and when I came out to them, it was very easy, very simple, and they took it like, like really well. And they didn't make it. They didn't even make anything awkward. And um, just, I know they'd be. They're super supportive of the community, and so it was really helpful having that. Knowing them would be like knowing that they would be supportive, and it kind of made it easier when I abruptly was. <laughs> came out to my family Mm -hmm. um and so and then luckily after I was outed um my sisters have been really supportive of me and especially like my oldest sister I know we had a long conversation um about like what it meant for me to come out and it was really nice to have like that support from someone who I'm so close to that's cool (laughs) That's great. Um, I, I, I kind of talked about this last last episode, I guess. Um, where I, I, I never really like, like came out in the natural sense, other than like with my family. But I, for my, like all of my friends that I've had, like especially in high school, um, they were really supportive. But it was like, it, it was a very um, like very hetero space that I was in Mm. Um, and although they were amazing and supportive going to college and like half of like my friends being gay not me just being like the only one um has been really nice and like a support that I didn't really know that I needed and something that I didn't really know that I needed to see um so that has been something that's uh, been really great for me. In terms of my experiences of coming out, I feel that was, um, I felt like it was easier for me in that I didn't, for some people, I didn't even need to explain what being ace means. Because uh, for starter, the, the shorthand uh, is not like the word ace is not necessarily widely recognized, but also the identity isn't as well. So in terms of the, some of the first people I came out to, um, apart from my husband, were LGBTQ+, and those were easy conversations. Um, but also being a science communicator, I tend to use Twitter, and I'm quite involved with Twitter communities. Um, and there was so much visibility of LGBTQ+, people who mm. talked about the experiences, but also shared their identity. And I knew that if I was to come out on, let's say, social media on there, uh, which I did in sort of early to mid-October, I knew that it wouldn't be so much of a problem, even if it was scary, I knew that I could do it. The thing at the time I was more scared of is, was I right? Um, Should I be able to claim this space Um, and so on? So was it easy for you to come out to people who are LGBTQ plus? I mean, it's been easier for me. I think when I, my roommate freshman year is uh, bisexual, she, when we first met, I 
was kind of like just talking about like, like we were talking about experiences that we've had and I, I mentioned like a girlfriend that I had had in the past and she was like oh cool you're gay too fun and it was like whoa that was just like the easiest thing in the world like um I think that whenever I would like come out I guess to my straight friends I would do that same thing where I would just like casually mention it in a uh, in um like conversation and then that would just be like common knowledge and it, it, it there's like that weird awkward moment of like oh she said girlfriend oh, okay I understand this new thing about this person um whereas whenever I like came out for the first time to somebody who was also in the community it was like something that we could bond over and it was more of a positive experience rather than like an awkward neutral experience yeah uh when when i was coming out it was 2000 i was in high school in 2008 uh and so uh you only could come out to lgbtq people um uh, people um uh, like, I remember back then, like, even just being a lesbian was just, like, a huge deal, and, like, so, like, I, that's, and that's how I started finding my found family, is just that we, we found each other to make it easier uh, during that time, and um, now, and so nowadays, flash forward 12 years later, for me now, it's, it's coming out to either one is just like, let's go. Do you want to, you want to talk about it? Do you not want to talk about it? Do you want to learn? Do you want to let me exist? And so mine is a lot more kind of like punch heavy of just, I've had to fight to exist. How do you, how do you want to throw down? And so it's always very nice when someone who I don't expect to be awkward neutral ends up being awkward neutral because then I can be like, oh, I can just relax. <laughs> I think my experience um, is kind of kind um, kind of more like Elena's, where like um, coming out to someone who's like straight. Like I came out to when I came out to my roommates and my coworkers and some of my friends. It was kind of just like a pause, like, oh, you like girls, you like or like you don't by guys it's, or that's weird uh, but um it was kind of just like that pause like oh I didn't realize and then but then like when so I came up when I was first exploring my sexuality and gender and stuff um I saw a lot of it online and I had a pretty good community on like Tumblr and Twitter when and this was like in high school and so I learned a lot of labels from them and like a lot of like what the community is and sometimes it's like sometimes it was like honestly the online community can be toxic but in my experience I had like a pretty good community um, and so having that room to explore what um, what my sexuality and gender would be was really nice and then and being able to talk about it to like other people and then also coming out to like gay people in real life or queer people in real life is for me a lot easier because I know they'll be understanding and I know I won't get that judgment because for me I think I'm really scared of being rejected by someone who 
I thought I would be that I was closer to. So, um, Angelica, you were talking about the pause, and I don't think that I have related to anything more than what you said, because it's always it's always just like I'll be talking about I'll I'll be talking about my like queer identity, and they'll be like, cool. Yeah, got it. <laughs> There's always that pause, and it's 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 just the most awkward thing where I'm standing there. I'm like, are they going to accept me? Are they going to like? say something bad it's it's always that uncertainty yes. but like I, I I get that it's it's better than like <laughs> just straight up like like bashing on someone I, I for sure but it's it's definitely awkward and I, I don't yeah. I don't exactly know I think that my opinion is that you know the queer community is very visible now mm -hmm. in um just like in the world and whenever like we would see it uh, we like immediately kind of feel accepted by it because they like they get it but it, it's it I think for for people that aren't affected by it people that um haven't had to have this um connection to the queer community um it's uncomfortable for them because they like they want to be accepting but they just like don't know Mm -hmm. what is like the right thing to say and it, I don't know it's just weird <laughs> I don't know if that mm -hmm. made any sense at all no, no it I, makes but... complete sense to me <laughs> yeah I, I feel that it's very personally. relatable yeah yeah like they want to help yeah they want they want to do the right thing but it it's it's one of those things that because they're not in the community they don't know what right. the right thing is yeah like just to do a small, a small jump, a small hop. Um, I was talking um, to my mom the other day and she is accepting of LGBT, but she just doesn't know what to do. Um, Cause in, in her mind, she just thinks we want to, we want to be left alone, which is like, yeah, like, but like, I, but, a lot of people don't understand that we want certain people to leave us alone. Like the people who are bashing us or, you know, killing us or trying to take, like we want taking away our rights. Like we want those guys to leave us alone. But like, we're like, no, everyone else, we need you to like yell at those guys. And, and it's just, I know that a lot of people who are outside the community just don't know the bridge like because they're in the middle of that like they're not in the LGBT community and they're not in you know the anti but they're just in the middle it's going like that one that one meme of oh, what is his name John Travolta in the room just like <laughs> yeah it's like it's like you don't like those people in the middle they don't want to be on the side of the anti but like they don't know how close they can go or like if they should just stay in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. And, I, and like, I don't know what to tell them because I don't know what other people think either. You know, I, I constantly get that question of like, how like can I support you? And I never know the right answer. Like I'd never know what would feel, would make me feel supported. Right, yeah. Ally, allyship is hard to 
explain and, and teach. And um, just as someone who's gone through a lot of the, you know, meeting a lot of allies and knowing how they work for the community, a lot of things you can tell them is just reading up on allyship, just going on the internet, reading up on allyship. There are a lot of people that have a lot of good resources for them. Um, them being active in their community, in their government, not only just voting, but um, kind of being like, you know, when, when Elliot Page comes out or when somebody comes out, just be like, hey, you are cool with me. Make sure you're cool with everyone. So we've kind of talked about the importance of support um, when we have received support. Um, and kind of, we kind of got into like the coming out, sort of our experiences are coming out. So I was just wondering if you had any thoughts or any, uh, any stories that you'd be willing to share when things may not have gone as you would have liked to, or it could have gone better. I came out to someone, um, not like super recently, but like, um, within the past like few years um and it actually went like pretty well um they were very like seemingly very accepting and um very caring very affectionate all that stuff and then like a few months later they got like a wedding invitation for a wedding that um, was between two women and they decided not to go because they didn't like support it and when I asked them like why they didn't support these two women and they were like it's it's not like I I'm just not used to seeing it and I was like, okay, but if you don't support them, that means that you don't support me. And so it was just this weird thing. Mm. And it's since been resolved. I, um, they didn't go to the wedding for other reasons, but um, I, it, it, was, it was weird to have to have that conversation of like, oh, if you say that you support me and care about me that means that you have to be supporting what of the choices that I have in my life um and if I end up having like a wedding and it's with um somebody that is not a man um like I know that they would be supportive of me but would they be supportive of my partner you know that it's mm. it's that that sort of thing um and it, it, it's something that I'm still kind of navigating um and but they're 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 very willing to be educated and all that stuff so we're on a positive path but it's been a rocky road for sure for me um I came out to a really close friend of mine and she I knew she would be like generally accepted of it accepting of it but the thing what like she didn't say anything like super like offensive to the like the LGBT community but it was just kind of like I came out to her I at that point I had come out as bi um 
and I told and I had told her and one of the first things she asked me was like oh did you ever have a crush on me and that kind of was just like no <laughs> just because I like girls does not mean I like you um and so it was kind of just like don't ever say that to someone who comes out to you like some um and then I don't know and it, it kind of did happen again like recently with her like she was like am I your type like be, be truthful am I your type and I would have and I honestly like roasted the fuck out of her because I was like no because <laughs> I was so over it but <laughs> but <laughs> like she's one of my closest friends but I also think she was very misinformed about how to handle that situation and I was very awkward about like no just because like no <laughs> it was just very awkward oh my god that fully boils my blood like hearing those words like when I came up to my parents um they were like great but they almost immediately asked me about my best friend and I was like guys no come on I'm literally crying right now <laughs> Oh my god, when I came up to my parents, or when I finally had um, a discussion with my parents, they were kind of just like, so which one of them is like the guy in the relationship? (laughs) They're like, Angelica doesn't wear pants that much. She wears like skirts and stuff. I'm just like, that's not how that works. (laughs) That's so much. (sighs) Something something about coming out to an older generation, you know? Man. real mood see like the closest that like I remember like the closest I had to that when I was in like high school was just like like I was pre-banned from girls and that was like the closest I ever got was just like all right but what if you're a lesbian you're not allowed to hang out with that person I think I clock as a lesbian and I'm just like dumb this is dumb <laughs> yeah right 2008 was wild pre-bad like I had to like meet them in parking lots of Pertillo's and just be like all right no I, I can't answer my phone if I answer my phone that person can answer it and tell my mom where I am and it's just like wild wild I'm so sorry but but it was it was a very wild time yeah like the, a very common thing in the ace community is having the TED talk, like in your back pocket. Like that's that's it. It's just like where you have to ex- like be like, hello, I am ace. And then people are like, what on earth is that? Here is my TED talk for you. And airy people, um, so people in the aromantic spectrum also have to do the same thing. Um, and I know, Dee, you've kind of, I think you've had this a little bit with our family um, with explaining um, that you're non-binary and actually what right. that means. Um, yeah, because like, yeah, because like, like, uh, like, yeah, trans male and trans female are at least now colloquialism are like, like, at least where they understand whether or not they what that means. But yeah, my favorite moment of, hi, as a reminder for the third time, I'm non-binary. And my favorite response was still, oh, a lesbian? <laughs> oh, and I was just like (laughs) no (laughs) oh 
Oh like God. luckily, I mean, luckily before I did bind a lot. And so I was just like, remember those times where I bound and you guys were super cool with it and never questioned that? Can we go back to that? Where you never questioned me binding? Like, <laughs> instead of it being like, ah, this is a sexual preference. And I'm just like. Could you tell me about any coming out experiences which were like really positive, maybe because it went better than you thought or you know you didn't expect it to go badly but the way you were accepted was just like really heartwarming and that can either be in the moment coming out or just since coming out over like I don't know if I talked about this at all last um last episode but I um over the summer I was in um like a linguistic anthropology class and um we were talking a lot about um like like queer studies, gender studies, and the language that has to do with that. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I came out, well, it was weird, because it was like, um, we were in, like, a classroom setting on Zoom, because this was still pandemic time. Um, mm. And I'd never really talked about it in a classroom setting. Um, and in like classroom discussion settings. Uh, and it was, it, it was really cool because, and, and like surprising because I kind of became like a voice for um, something that wasn't in the class mm. like before. And it, it, it felt less like coming out and more like, oh, here's a person with um, a, a different, experience let's listen to them speak and it it felt not because a lot of times when I come out it it's more like people learn a fact about me and then we just move on to something different whereas this is really special to me because these people who I didn't really know who were just my classmates for a few weeks learned something about me and they were like oh, let's like talk about it. Let's hear your experiences with, you know, the language of, um, you know, the queer space. And it, it just felt really, really good to have people want to hear that stuff. Um, and that's, that was my, my very surprising coming out story. And for me, at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the one experience I really think of when I think about like having like a really good coming out was with my eldest sister. Um, I talked about her like a little bit before about how she was part of that support system I had. And I think, well, cause she knew beforehand it had been told to her beforehand and she was kind of like, you know that I know. Right. And she, it was kind of like, like, um, it was very warm because she's a very warm person, I think. And I think after having the experience I had with my, when I had talked to my parents about it and it was just, um, cause with my parents is kind of just like, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. And that was, that was pretty much it. And then, but when it was with her, it was very much more like warm and like, we love you just the way you are. And like that kind of stuff rather than just like, 
that's just it's just kind of like an open secret with like my parents I felt like um but with her it was very much like you know you're like your niece and nephew are very lucky to have you and like they'll be like they're gonna grow up and like they're gonna see you like this and it's like like as long as you're happy and it was kind of just that kind of stuff that made me feel like like it was just very supported from her so I was very grateful to have that conversation with her especially because I had never had that kind of conversation with anyone else when I had come up to them so it was very nice and very different. For mine uh what I think was really nice was when I actually started working at the school and um I'd slowly come out to some of the some of the staff and a lot of them were really cool because a lot of them had LGBTQ members in their family. Uh, but I think the coolest part of it was becoming a resource um, for people who had students that were like one of the students ended up having a non-binary uncle and the person who was the teacher had no idea, no idea what that meant, no idea what she should do, et cetera. And so we had a good repertoire and she comes over to my desk and she goes, I know you know what this is. I know that you are part of this. What can I do? And that was the most heartwarming thing because after years of having, you know, forced people to think that way, it was nice that somebody in my workplace instantly accepted this and immediately went, what can I do to learn more? And it just took so much tenseness away from so many years of, of oh my gosh, things are, uh, things are going in a good direction. And, and it was kind of the same with um, a lot of other students and a lot of other staff, but that one's the most memorable to me. For me, I have a couple of different stories, um, and one of them would be just the way I've been coming out to people at work. Um, I work on a diversity project um, at a science organization, and and so because of the because of that kind of working environment, I knew that to kind of come out to some colleagues would be absolutely fine. And that so one of the things I do on a Friday instigated by me uh, is we do a crafting uh, lunch hour where we just sit on teams and we craft and we chat I mean catch up most of them are people that I already know and it's been nice to include a couple more people but one of my colleagues asked about this uh, right behind me um, it's something I cross-stitched a few months ago um, and it's a scientist with the ace flag colors and it has my ace pins on it um, so, and they asked about him what it is. And I was like, oh, well, and I, I told them that story and they were like, okay, cool. And they're really just like, cool about it. And we moved on to the next thing. Um, when I came out on Twitter, um, some of the people I work with do follow me on Twitter, including someone who manages our project who just messaged me and said, hey, I saw this and just basically hoped the best for me. And that's just been really nice because I know for ACE folk, it can be hard to be out in the workplace because of it being an invisible orientation. Um, and it's the same with bi folk, for example, and pan folk. Um, so just to have work colleagues who are just like, cool, and were willing for me to just say that to them was really nice. And I just 
Um, and even if any colleagues don't know that I'm ace, they're like, they hear me talk about LGBTQ plus stuff enough that they're like, I they kind of picked up on the hint, but they won't treat me any differently. I don't expect, I don't think I'd expect discrimination in the workplace, or at least mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I don't see it happening at the moment uh, because my colleagues are just like, yeah, cool. That's totally absolutely fine and even if it's one of the lesser known identities like some of my colleagues have been like I just want to know more could you just tell me more about what that means and you know are there any resources I can read I'm like yeah sure um and that's I think that's it when it comes to supporting someone you know whether they're friend or family member it's just about listening and just being like I accept you and I think just that to touch on what Angelica said just actually like making sure it's not just, sometimes it's the accepting of like, yeah, cool, fine. But I think the other thing that's also needed is also just being like, you are, you know, uh, you're loved. We care about you. We just want the best for you. So actually really like actually sort of expressing that, like, does that make sense? Um, Yeah. And especially when you're still trying to figure things out, it might be kind of what you need at that moment is to know that you have that love and support. So it's not just just like the minimal acceptance. It's like, I care about you. You guys, your stories are very, they made me feel all like happy inside. <laughs> yeah. Same. Absolutely same. <laughs> cool. Right. That's, that's good. It's good. It's yeah. nice to have Good way good. to end it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you once again. Uh, for willing to do episode two just thank you for that as a starter but also um you were all some of the first people I ever came out to and also in terms of family members I've told you and two three others and I don't really want to go beyond that I wasn't afraid to tell you I knew that I wanted to as well that's the thing it wasn't just a thing I just wanted to I would just bring it up when I could it was something I actively wanted to tell you so thank you for that and also thank you for these conversations because they like I still have a lot of thinking and working out to do for myself so I really have enjoyed these conversations and as much as COVID has been horrible and 2020 has been horrible it has meant I think that's meant that we've managed to have time to have these conversations like this so um so that's one positive positive thing I'm going to take out of 2020 um, but also just for anyone listening who I know, um, who, who knows that they have supported me and even, you know, from the small to the big things, I just thank you because they make me feel like it's okay. And it's okay to talk about being ace as well. And it's okay to be me. So thank you. Um, I, I just, I want to just say that you guys are way cooler than I thought when I was like seven. <laughs> because like absolutely red. When I was going through like dealing with the fact like, oh, I I think that I like women. Um, when I was in like elementary school, you guys or especially like D, like you ha- had been doing all going through it you know with the family and I and I and I like had the privilege of like 
like coming out and it like just kind of being cool like I remember the first time I ever like came out to someone was like like on the playground and like I just I was talking to my friend and I was like I think she's pretty and like and I also think that he's pretty and they were like <laughs> ha 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 wow that's so cool and like I that would have never happened like in the past and like knowing that especially D knowing that you like went like through that it just like uh, I don't know it's I and we talked a little bit about like respecting your elders I guess in uh, like Filipino culture but I I I have this like newfound feeling of like respecting my queer elders (laughs) (laughs) and I just think that you guys are great and also thanks to all of the other people (laughs) (laughs) oh we thank your queer elders not even me but like you know stonewall and all of that Um, yeah yeah thank you again sarah for bringing us together again i i I love hearing everyone's stories and 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 you know thank you angelica and 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 elena for you know being open to show your share your stories and 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 how and how you know you interact with society and and how you interact with you know your health and you know it really it really makes me happy to, to hear those stories and also feel the same feels. Yes, absolutely. Just deep in my bones. And yeah, thank you to all my all my queer elders and especially, you know, my found family. And I didn't mention this person a lot, but when I was in high school, in addition to my found family, I had a fellow non-binary who was far more activist than I was. And we're still friends today. And I just, you know, they ever watch this. I just want them to know how important they are to me. For being loud and proud. Yeah, uh, basically same thing. Like, just thank you, Sarah, for like, ha- like having these conversations with us and just bringing us together to have these conversations because I think they are super important and I'm really glad to finally be having these conversations. And then also to you, Dean and Elena for like, joining in and like sharing your experiences with me because it does help a lot to like know that you're not, you're not really alone, especially in this family. Cool. Well, thank you all again. Uh, that is, I guess, a wrap on episode two. We, I know that we, we've sort of talked, there's definitely some stuff that I think we could still talk about. So yeah, stay tuned for maybe an episode three. <laughs> Nervous laughs are great. Great guys. Um. <laughs> yeah. I love my I love my queer cuz. Queer cuz. Queer cuz. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll end the recording there. So if you have been listening to up to this point, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>